Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama cast. And we're I'm going to apologize on our behalf ahead of time because this episode might just be a lot of shouting. Yeah, our our we have a goal for this episode, Aaron, and we need to try to recap this episode. We need to say what happened in this episode. That might be challenging because I feel like a lot of my notes are just what? I have one entire like blocked off sentence in my uh in my notes that just says I can't even. So, before we get into it, I mean, in the bright side of the world, the good side of the world, I lent my friend at work the first season of The OC. Yeah. I brought it to her on Monday, and on Friday she told me she was already on disc three. Yeah. Good. She's approximately your age, like a year older. Yeah. Maybe two. She remembers watching it, and she's so happy. Yeah. She's just so happy. It's a good, entertaining show about people doing real things. We were talking about how I own a lot of DVDs, and then she looked at me, and she's like, what DVDs do you own? (laughs) Do you own the OC? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, do you want it? And she was like, yes, please. (laughs) So it's important for us to remember, as we talk about this episode... There are good shows out there. <laughs> shows that people are excited for us to bring them pieces of. Shows that have internal continuity. Shows that have internal continuity. Show- shows where it does not seem like the show is fighting itself. And you know what? I love shows with flashbacks. I love seeing teenage versions of adult characters. Yeah, I think no. it's super fun. Yeah, no, that's fine. This uh, episode this did is- not do that. This This... This show is like watching watching a bear with a raccoon on its back. <laughs> where the bear is really trying to fight that raccoon and the raccoon's really trying to fight that bear, but neither like the raccoon cannot do enough damage and the bear just can't reach the raccoon. And you you're just sort of like who's going to win in this? No one. No one wins. They just fight forever until they lay down and take a nap. Yep. I will say Lily Reinhardt, Reinhold yeah. Um, here's the thing. Reinhardt is a character in Overwatch, so I will call her Lily Reinhardt. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lily. I should know your name. She is having so much fun in this episode. I mean, it's very clear all the actors are having the time of their life. Well, which some is... of them. Okay, well, that's fair. Um, but it sounds like a lot of them are having a lot of fun, and they're, like, really, like, you know, doing their stuff. Like, we see uh, KJ Appa be Luke Perry. Oh, he he's doing that eyebrow forehead wrinkle. Mm, he knows how Ooh, to do, yeah. He knows what he's doing. He knows he's been, what he's doing. He's been watching his dad for 3 seasons and he's like, "Now it's time for me to <laughs> be maybe, the dad." Well, I hope that he went back and watched um, 90210. It was like, "Ah, there we go." He's like, "How can I do it?" Luke Perry. Mm, smoldering gaze, tip the jaw, <laughs> raise the eyebrows, wrinkle that forehead. <laughs> So, Luke Perry Andrews. So I will say the weird thing about this episode we're about to do, um, I don't know how long we're going to go for. I don't know how much we're just going to skip over just being like, oh, we can't talk about this. It doesn't make any sense. This could be like a two hour long episode because we could just <laughs> fall down a hole. This could be half an hour. Who knows? Who knows? But what I do think we should do is get started on it. So this is Riverdale, season three, episode four, The Midnight Club. The Midnight Club. So we get some fun analogies about D&D, I mean G&G. Where the adults are all taking away the game. It's a deadly mutating virus, and everyone is playing it. Every time the adults take it away, 
the kids still have it. <laughs> they keep on trying to take away their player's handbook for the D and G and D and G for the Dolce and Gabbana. But they have it still. <laughs> it's so easy to get. You just Witches take a photocopy. Did <laughs> so many of them. <laughs> this game is everywhere. It's everywhere. And these kids will not stop playing it, Aaron. The teachers try to take it away. The Pop Tate tries to take it away. The mayor comes into a classroom at a high school to ban to ban this game and she, from town. And she says, as a mother, I need you to know that this game, the challenges are structured in such a way that they prey on the developing mind. And I'm like, this is... It's like they just look back at like the 60s and 70s and we're like... Not 60s, 70s, I think. 70s and 80s. Yeah. Yeah, that's what the satanic yeah, yeah. pack was. Um, and we're just like, let's just have them say these things. The thing is, the reason there was a satanic panic is because Charles Manson was going out there being like, I am Satan, watch me murder. <laughs> People were like, ah, D&D, I got it. So in this TV show, again, there is a Charles Manson-ish, Charles Manson-ish? Esque. Charles Manson-esque figure who wears a true detective suit and yeah. has his tiny stick hands yeah ever yeah the gar- the gargoyle king and people are like oh he's so charismatic i should do a murder i am leaning towards the gargoyle king maybe being edgar ever never because because I-, I think he's supposed to, i think everyone's supposed to be a riverdale native so i think he might have went to that school do you think we saw him in the flashback um, no, we did not, because there's only per- one actor we didn't know, and yeah. that actor was Hiram. Yeah, that actor ended up being Hiram. No, I th- I don't think he was part of whatever this Midnight Club was. I think he was just the owner of the game that had taken away. Maybe he was such a nerd that he couldn't even be a part of these nerds, mm. and he was so mad that he was like, damn you but nerds. But he certainly knew how to murder them. Anyway, everyone's playing G&G, and clearly D&D does not exist in this world. Because otherwise they'd be like, D&D is a way better game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this game sucks. D and D is more, <laughs> or at least they'd be like, "This is much worse than Dungeons and Dragons." Maybe consider Dungeons and Dragons. It's a fun game with dice and podcasts, and makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and there's math, and also won't murder you. Apparently, Ooh. Ooh. Uh, we learned that that. Sorry, we go from there to Betty and Veronica talking in the blue and gold. Yes, where they're both like. You aren't playing, are you? No. Are you playing? <laughs> we learned of another like offshoot thing in this world, which I I I was slightly like not listening because I was still trying to wrap my head around everything. But Aaron, I need you to tell me if this is what I heard. Did Hermione not Hermione? Did Veronica? Did she or did she not say fives twenty or twenty? Yes, she did. In <laughs> fact, say that, and you cannot become that by playing. A nerd game. No. No, that's not how Griffin McElroy <laughs> became Forbes 30 under 30 for his hit podcast, Adventure Zone. Wherein he plays Dungeons and Dragons with his dad and his brothers. 30, <laughs> 30 the- under 30 media luminary Griffin McElroy played D&D. And became, and literally became a 30 under 30. Because of that. Like... <laughs> it's such a weird it's such a weird leap <laughs> do you think that ras roberto is unfamiliar with the mcleroy chain of products well no he hasn't watched it yet <laughs> that's true we'll know when he watches it because he'll be referencing it well then all of a sudden everyone will be answering questions from the audience 
in their weird Yeah, well, well I mean, he, I don't think room. he knows podcasts exist. Because as soon as he realizes podcasts exist, there will be a podcast in Riverdale. Kevin, he 100% knows podcasts exist because there's a boy fight club on this TV show. Mm, no, I don't. No, I don't think he understands what it is, though. Do you think someone else told him he should do a boy fight club? No, I think he hears things and doesn't always understand how they get to him. Oh, so he did hear the podcast, but he didn't know it was a podcast. Yeah, he's he's just like, like, "Ooh, ooh, what a strange radio show!" Ooh, people like Riverdale. Yeah, Roberto, we're sorry. Um, Betty gets a call from Doctor Curdle Junior because apparently he was uh doing some lookbacks in the. He's in her pocket. <laughs> yeah, he's willing to help her. And uh, he finds a clue from when his father was coroner. And you'd think, hmm, two weeks ago. Yeah, when your father was coroner, like yesterday. But no, this is from the 90s. Yes. Turns out there was another body. A corpse with blue lips. It was mysterious. And then Betty makes the accurate assumption, like, you said you played Griffins and Gargoyles. Tell there, me about this body. There was a body. dead body in the 90s that died like these ones did. Just please tell me. Alice Cooper, tell me what happened. For once on this TV show, an adult <laughs> needs to tell a child something. Now let's be clear. She does not tell her much of anything. It's a very weird story, and Alice tells it in the worst way I've ever heard a human being tell a story. And Alice is also the wrong person to go to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But hey, uh, let's flash back to, to the, the 1990s. 1990s. To the 1890s. <laughs> Everybody's in peasant dresses and... Oh, no, too far back. No, no. Fast forward. Fast forward. 1990s. 1990s. Let's get some grunge playing. Yeah. Let's have Alice walk through the school in fishnets and a bustier. Yeah. This is hardcore Alice, played by Lily Reinhardt. Who's loving it. (laughs) Yeah, who's loving it. So here's the thing you're going to learn. All the characters are playing their parents. Yep. Except for Hiram. I mean, yeah, Hiram is actually... (laughs) So Hiram? Hiram is played by Mark Consuelos' son, which is a great way of doing it. His real-life son. But does mean we don't know who he is until he mentions his name. Because we were like, oh, we don't recognize that person. Mm. Obviously, he's the one who was murdered. Who's that boy? Nope. Uh, so we go to the back. Back to the past. Past in the back. Back ha- past time. Where Alice has learned that... <gasps> she's pregnant. She's pregnant. With some boy. Oh, <laughs> well, no. Well, we know. Well, we don't know. Some boy, he'll be murdered by another boy, but it's not the boy who she thinks the boy is. <gasps> so many secrets. I really wanted this show to, like, there's a lot of times the show references the future with, like, jokes that we should get, where, like, at one point, uh, uh, Fred Andrews is like, oh, maybe I'll even run for mayor. And then Sierra McCoy's like, puh, mayor. That's stupid. Yeah, there's... I wanted more. I wanted them to be dumb. <laughs> I wish this plot was better, so I would like this kitsch more i w- i want a moment where where essentially uh alice is like what's his name owl heart or something ever never N- no her, no alice's last name smith okay uh anyway it's smith. i thought I, okay <laughs> it's smith i thought it was an owl heart at some point i'm like it's a dumb <laughs> no, name <laughs> is that the, is a- the a s into the thing i know that's why i was confused Anyway, um... Maybe she's Lady Alhart in the dumb game. I'm pretty sure it was Anthony Michael Hall who called her that. Oh. Um, but anyway, I wanted a scene where she was like, but, but, but Hermione, I'm pregnant with a child who'll probably grow up and then I'll have to, like, throw... I'll have to put him into some sort of terrible orphanage and then he'll be murdered by another boy and that boy will pretend to be my son for a long period of time. And then Hermione would be like, That's ridiculous. Why do you always take it to the worst case scenario? That could never happen. And then they both look at the camera for eight minutes. 
So anyway, Alice is pregnant. She gasps in the school washroom. <laughs> Which prompts someone to open the door on her. Because <laughs> she did not lock it, I guess. And, all, and also, that's a rude thing to do. What if she was pooping really hard? <laughs> what, if, what if it was just a hard poop? What if she was passing a kidney stone? Yeah, what if it was... <laughs> Hermione just like, hello? Who's in this bathroom stall? <laughs> so the person who opens the door is Hermione, who is wearing and continues to wear for the entire episode a Catholic school uniform. <laughs> the fact she is not at a Catholic school. So her parents are just like, no, we know you're going to a public school, but please dress like a Catholic school girl. You're a good Catholic girl. That means you wear a school uniform even if your school doesn't have a uniform. And that means you very clearly wear the sexiest version of the uniform. Not the knee-length one. No. You wear the one that goes to mid-thigh. But it's very high-waisted to show off your tiny waist. This is for God. (laughs) She also wears glasses because she's a nerd, I guess. Yeah. So we're introduced to to Hermione. We're also introduced to Sierra McCoy, who Who, is not a main character. But more of a main character than Josie, unfortunately. 100%. She gets so many lines in this. And Sierra, I think, is friends with Hermione. It, do, it does it does sound like these people know each other, but they were constantly being told we had no idea who each other were. Even though the show has continually established that they know each other. That Hermione ditched Fred for the rich kid. Yeah. And also that Luke Perry Andrews and uh FP Jones are best friends. No, yeah. Well they're in a band together. They're in a band together. Anyway, uh they're interrupted by uh Penelope Blossom. Who is also a nerd. <laughs> Yeah, and she's, she needs to get their hall passes. She's a hall monitor. But Alice doesn't have one. Because she's pregnant. <laughs> pregnant people aren't allowed to have hall passes. And then this leads to Penelope being really just Penelope and just being like, this is a moment to insult this person. Let me say something bad about the South Side. You're trash. And then slaps begin. <laughs> Alice is going all out. Then a real, yeah, a real fight happens. It's... It's a big fight. It's a big fight. Hey, but let's cut away from those girls to some boys. Some boys. Basically, Teen Reggie. And Yeah, Reggie's playing his dad, who might be Matthew McConaughey. But let's just be very clear. I want to make one thing very clear about Teen Reggie. Teen Reggie really wants to see some dong. He just wants to see naked boys. Just like modern day Reggie. No, it's it's like Teen Reggie. It's original Reggie. You're right. And he's just like, dude, I want to, dude, streak, let us see you naked. There's nothing weird about it. I want to see your dick. It's unclear why he wants FP to streak. Apparently it's something that all the boys had to do. Even though FP is already on the sport team. And then all these boys standing in this room are just like, streak, but you, like, they're like, oh, take off your coat, streak. But you know all these boys are homophobic. But FP is real sad. He doesn't want to do a streaking until his best friend... (laughs) KJ Appa Andrews. KJ Appa Andrews, who is Archie Andrews without hair dye. Yeah, literally they just did not dye KJ Appa's hair. For a week. (laughs) One week. One week. So KJ Appa Andrews, which in a much more casual look. (laughs) Comes on and in. Don't worry, FB. I'll be naked with you. And he does. And they go streaking and get detention. (laughs) And that's how we learned this episode is The Breakfast Club. Yeah, so for the, about the next 10 to 15 minutes, it'll be The Breakfast Club. And then for the last five minutes, it'll be Breakfast Club. In the middle, it'll divert. And it'll be, I guess, kind of, are you afraid of the dark? <laughs> uh, yeah, The Midnight Society. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, but until that happens, we do have to meet the new character. His name is Principal Featherhead. But most importantly, he's Anthony Michael Hall, who you may know from such films as The Breakfast Club. <laughs> yeah, if it wasn't clear enough that they were doing a reference to The Breakfast Club. <laughs> <laughs> they have a Breakfast Club actor. Now, I want to be very clear. I am I'm going to say 99.9% of all germs uh, confident that the Breakfast Club is canon in Riverdale. Because I'm pretty sure uh, either either Cheryl or uh, Veronica have referenced it. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so, also, this show, this episode takes yeah. place in the 90s, which means the characters know they're doing the Breakfast Club. Yeah, and I, and I really wanted, because once again, this is Alice telling this story to... To Betty, Betty which, which means I, I, I do like to imagine that's why that um, scene of all the boys in the boys' room was so like that. Because it's just Alice being like, yeah, all the boys wanted to see each other naked. I don't know. That's what boys do. They want to see each other's dicks. The boys just told FP to run and FP ran. <laughs> like, she is just assuming what happened in that room. Accurate. But I wanted Betty to sort of clap back with me, like, Mom, you're just telling me the Breakfast Club. I've seen the Breakfast Club. And I'll just be like, I don't know what that is. No. As you know, I grew up on the South Side, and I didn't have TV. Now, now, now for a short time, I was a, wa- I was a street walker. But thankfully, this rich man came and... Now you're just doing Pretty Woman, Mom. Stop describing movies to Stop me. Stop just saying 90s movies. Tell me what actually happened. So me and all my ri- all my rich friends are at school, and I had this uh, stepbrother, and he was so hot. <laughs> Mom, you're just <laughs> doing clueless. Well, then I met these other girls, and I fell into their club. And you know, I lived in this pretty broken down house, but then I learned I had witch powers. <laughs> Mom, that's the craft. <laughs> and you don't have witch powers. <laughs> We've gone through this. You keep trying to smudge things. Your life is not the craft. So we head back into the breakfast club, and we learn that they're all, uh... There's all an archetype, except they're not. (laughs) Except for the art... I mean, Riverdale might have different archetypes, Aaron. So we meet Alice Cooper, the bad girl. I mean, yeah, archetype. Okay, accurate. Yeah, you got it, you got it. You're on on the ball right now, very good. Then we meet Hermione Gomez, the rebelling Catholic. Okay, yeah, I can still see that. You're You're getting good there, I can see it. Then we meet... Penelope Blossom. Yes, she is called Penelope Blossom. Yeah. The teacher's pet. Yeah, we'll have to touch on that later. And you know what? That's okay. You know what? Good. You're still you're keeping along the line. I'm very I'm very proud of you. Then we meet KJ Atha Andrews, the artist athlete. That is not an archetype. That is just Archie. You made Archie and we're like, oh, clearly there's so many like this. Then we meet Sierra, I can't remember Mayor McCoy. McCoy's original name. No, McCoy is her married name. Oh, right. Name. You're right. Sierra McCoy, mm. who is the political rebel. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah sure. 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 She does the black power. I guess I guess, I guess. guess because they really did not want to say, like, anything that would be racist. So, yeah. sure. So political rebel is the word they decided to go with. And then we add, add end <laughs> with uh, Forsyth Jones. The ladies' man. <laughs> which he's not portrayed as. He's portrayed as an angry guy that Alice is into. Which was I feel like so much of this is, and this may be amazing writing, feels like it might be Alice's own, like... She's just, like, throwing things at the yeah, wall? Yeah, she's like, oh, yeah, FP. The ladies' man. That's why I fell in love with him, because he was such a ladies' man. <laughs> no, he's <laughs> Alice, not. Alice, no. 
So, you know, that might be good. Anyway, Breakfast Club continues, and Anthony Michael Hall says they all have to write a 1,000-word essay about why they're there. And they don't. don't. <laughs> they don't. Because 1,000 words is a lot of words. Yeah, especially for, like... especially for why you're there. Like, it, let's be clear. It is supposed to be one of those things where it's like, oh, you write this, and you have to somehow, like, find, you know, some stupid... Like blaming, uh, clearly my upright, my upraising was bad, and blah 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 blah. But really, it's like, well, the boys told me to be naked, so, so I was naked. <laughs> I had to do it. The boys liked it, but the teachers didn't. And I'm gonna take a weird moment here where, where I like, I don't believe this show can get away with this parody. They have not given us enough. It's like when they're, they're not comedic enough. <sighs> yeah, and when. Uh, or and they haven't done enough stuff to like bleed up to this point. Like whenever, let's say, community does any reference to anything like this, you get it because they sort of lead up to it. Even when dramatic shows like, I don't know, Buffy did a musical episode. Mm-hmm. At that point, they kind of earned it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, That's just my thought. I also feel like we don't quite know enough about the parents. Yeah. To be able to make the kids playing their parents be a. Thing. I don't know. I and don't I, know. And I did say, like, when we heard about this, I did say, this is definitely going to mess up the timeline. And it kind of does. We'll talk about it. But hey, we move forward. We learned some stuff. We learned that apparently... Sheriff Keller. Well, not I Sheriff. Mean, young boy Keller. Yeah. <laughs> young man Keller. Is in love with Sierra. Yeah. And he comes to visit her and bring her lunch. So that's a thing that apparently did not just start when they were older. No. No. They were together and then they married other people and then... And then we also learn about Hiram Lodge. Apparently he's not the rich kid. No, but he's... He is a scrub. And he's a petty criminal. Which, when Luke Perry Andrew says in season one, yeah, we loved each other, and then you dumped me for the rich kid. Yeah, that's clearly not true. And you think Luke Perry Andrew, like, out of all characters, I can see, you know, Alice be like, ooh, I was dumped for the rich boy. Yeah. But, like... You, yeah, you were dumped for the... Cr- Luke Perry Andrews <laughs> knows what's up. You were dumped for the blue for the white-collar criminal. Apparently he's a, apparently also he's like a sixteen year old white collar criminal. Yeah, everyone knows. I don't quite get what Hiram's youth is like, and we don't learn anything about it. No, but Hiram is putting the work in to drag his family up yeah, by he, his bootstraps. He, he provides I guess. his family. Clearly, that is a line written so that you could be like, oh yeah, and that's what he's doing later. But uh... anyway, so apparently he's not rich. So all of this is revealed because after young boy Keller comes to visit Sierra, she says that they should play. Secrets and Sins. Now, Aaron, that sounds like that could be a game. But is it a game? It's not. They just go, (laughs) they all just sit in a circle and each tell a secret about themselves. And most of them are not good secrets. Yeah, which is, I mean, they they vary in scale from like, like his bet, because Alice doesn't say she's pregnant. Um, Like they vary in scale from, um, uh, what is it, KJ Appa Andrews being like, my dad's real sick. And I have to choose be- between music and baseball. But you know, this town is really good. I can do music and baseball in this town. I'm just worried that I can't leave my dad because he's sick. All the way up to goddamn Penelope Blossom, who reveals that she was adopted into the Blossom family. Because she has red hair. To marry their son Clifford. 
Which is so insane that we have not heard of that before and that has not made that stupid family some sort of social pariah in this stupid 50s town. Because no one knows she's adopted, which means she just full on married her brother. brother. Like, even if they don't realize she was adopted, they know that she was Penelope Blossom, raised with the Blossoms, who married Clifford Blossom, which means that she married her brother. How is that not a thing that everyone's not talking about all this damn time with this stupid family? How did they run the city? Because in season one, they run that town. And you, you'd think that if you're like, oh, these people literally married their brother and like their brother and sister, why do they keep on doing this to the Blossoms? <laughs> did her, did Penelope reveal that she was adopted? Even if she wasn't, that's, that's such like a... That's, her being adopted doesn't make it better. Yeah, it's... I mean, like, it's 2018. The things that we see people drag through the mud for these days, this is the thing that you, this person should be hitched to the horse. <laughs> it's, it's so small other secrets. Sierra. <laughs> yeah, nothing quite rivals that. <laughs> nothing quite rivals to it. No, Sierra and young boy Keller's parents are both racist. Yeah, yes. <laughs> they are racist against each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's also really, they're also, she's like, my parents are racist. And then Hermione's like, my mom's also mean. <laughs> <laughs> she also cleans toilets, so I don't know. Yeah, it, it's, 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 uh, there's a lot of waves to this secrets thing. No, her mom isn't mean. Her mom doesn't want her to date Hiram. Yes, exactly. Yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> my mom also doesn't want me to date someone. Is it based on, <laughs> raci- is it based on racial prejudice? All right, settle down, Hermione. She's like, it's based on Catholic prejudice, I guess. I like um, I like that Hermione is very much like Veronica being like, yes, but here's me. <laughs> what about me? It sucks that your parents are super racist, but what about me? They do try to try to reveal Alice's pregnancy secret, and then FP's like, ooh, well, she burned down a dumpster on the south side. And then Alice points at him and is like, you're a south sider. You're a secret south sider. <laughs> Everyone thinks you're a north sider, but you live in Trailer Park, you secret south sider. Which means Trailer Park is in the south side, which means they're still living in the south. Su- no, I guess now they're not. Now they're living with a caravan. No. Oh, no, Jughead right. You're right. Jughead still does. still live in the trailer. You're, you're right. Jughead does not live with the caravan. He just hangs out with the caravan. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I guess no one knows FPs from the South Side. Anyway, apparently this His Penelope dad. and Alice do another fight because yes. Alice is like, "That's messed up," and Penelope's like, "No, it's not. It's normal. That's my family." And because of their fight, they get four more Saturdays of detentions, and then they become friends. They share their lunches with and- their already. We see. We see KJ Appa Andrew share, share his lunch with FP, who was supposed to already be his friend. So the sharing of the cheese sandwich does not make them best does it friends. Matter? <laughs> they'd be like if I gave Aaron a sandwich, like ah, they became friends. Like no, we're already friends. Also, we're stuck together. Anyway, they they become friends, and then eventually, uh, what, what is it? Well, Alice Smith Car. Oh, so the first. Rain of the season comes. Yeah. And Alice Cooper Smith carves everyone's initials into the uh, (laughs) window ledge. Which Alice makes, once again, this being skewed by Alice's mind. She makes that seem like it's so much more important than she is. Like, I just got it in my head to carve all our names into. And they didn't mean anything. It's just Alice being like, 
and I was so rebellious. I was so moved and so rebellious that I had to do this. Meanwhile, Hermione uh, decides to – we listen to Hermione. Hermione needs to break into uh, – what's, what's her name? Mrs. Codpiece? No. The thing is that every teacher at that school – Has um, a name that's a description things. and a thing. <laughs> yeah, Weatherby, Featherhead – so I can't, remember, I can't remember what hers is. Codpiece. Sure. That's the name this human being is going to have. <laughs> I think it starts with a C. So. It does start with a C. But anyway, Veronica breaks into the desk for her game lad. She needs it back. It was taken from her yeah, she, in school. Well, she wants... She, Aaron, she's so close to beating the, the, uh, the, the Elite Four in Pokemon Red. She just got to get she's it back. She's got to do it. She's got, she wants to play some Excite Bike. There are so many things, including her game lad, in that drawer. And and the drumsticks for Archie. Oh, Archie. yeah. They KJ took, App Andrews. They took away KJ App as Andrew's drumsticks earlier. Yeah. But he gets them back. Yes, he does. But they also find something else, Aaron. Something that needs a musical sting. Griffins and Gargoyles. Second edition. Yeah, so there's a first edition. This is officially published, right? It's a real game. Yeah, two editions. It's in a box, like in a game well, box. Yeah, it's, well, it's like um, well, Advanced D&D had the red box. So this is like, this is the red box, except for it's a white box. It looks like a Trivial Pursuit box, but it's not Trivial Pursuit. So so they see it, and they're like, you know what we should do? Because it was what you do as soon as you find, I guess they're bored. This makes sense. This Them playing the game makes yeah. sense. They're, they're like, stuck in yeah. detention. They're bored. <laughs> Let's play G&G. There is a moment here that I want to point out, which is not... It didn't even feel like a reference. It just feels like they just did it. We see a cast on... Um, uh, FP's arm. I assume because his dad broke his arm because mm, mm-hmm, we learned that mm-hmm. he's being abused, and he did not have that earlier, and he does now. Mm-hmm. So I assume that happened. That doesn't get mentioned. Nope. But he has loser like drawn on it, and the S is turned to a V, which is from. I mean, no, it's from something. It's not Breakfast Club. I know no. that, right? Ooh. No, it's not. No. He's a little boy. Yeah, is it? I can't hardly wait. What what is it from? Is it Fast Times? No, no. I the thing the, the, it's so weird that we know that it's a reference. It's totally a and reference. And I specifically remember the scene where he draws the V. Yes, because the girl does it, and it does the exact same thing where where the V is a big red V, a big red V. Yeah, then he has it for the rest of the thing. I honestly can't remember what it's from, but the point is that. Uh, they begin playing Griffins and Gargoyles. Ooh. Ooh. So we learn a little bit about, about the game. So it's a card-based system. You draw cards, which gives you quests. And you still have a game master, so it's not a... like I, What it looks like is it looks like you draw a card, it gives you the quest. The game master reads the quest from the book. Yes. And then you go on the quest. Though my favorite thing about this is that she pulls the card and she's like... Uh, something, something, and then she's in Necromancy Alley or something like that. Yeah. But the Game Master, who's Penelope... <laughs> you know what? That makes sense, because Penelope loves rules, so of course yeah. she wants to be in charge of the rules. Yeah. Um, she's like, oh, you, you you look down upon Necromancy Alley, and then Alice just picks up some dice and rolls them. Yeah, <laughs> like, no what? further explanation. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> There's also a very cute moment where um, KJ Appa Andrews... Picks his character. His yeah. character is the righteous knight who clings to hope, justice, and righteousness. And he's like, "That's lame." And then everyone else is like, "That's you, friend." Yeah, they they all they all pick who they will be. Um, I mean, I guess what the weird ones. FP's the dead eye. 
which I maybe assumes that he because he shot someone. He did do he, that. No, he didn't shoot someone. No, he was just near there. Yeah, he just covered up the death, but apparently he's the dead eye. Maybe um, he has a secret, another secret. Uh, Hermione's the thief. Mm-hmm. Uh, funny. <laughs> um, Alice is... What was Alice? Sorceress. Alice sorceress. is a sorceress. Because she's a witch. Because <laughs> she's a witch. And Sierra is the... The voice of the little people. She's the siren. Yes. Which is not... The voice of the little Not people. the voice of the little people. <laughs> but okay, Sierra. <laughs> it's an interesting choice to make. Whatever. Uh, so they play the game. And then there's and like... We, we see some things that make no sense. They have maps and miniatures that are way too big. And, and time passes. Then suddenly, I guess, I think this is the last detention. This has to be a different day. That's what we decided. They're wearing different outfits. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. Thanks for noticing that. And... Um, Penelope reveals that the next game should go off board. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's like, I <laughs> I brought a diamond from Thornhill. I, I hid stuff around the school. So you have to do this challenge in pairs. And so she pairs them off and she pairs off KJ Appa Andrews and, <laughs> and Alice. Alice. And <laughs> Hermione and, and FP. FP. Because and Sierra's not playing. Because she's not a main character. Exactly. <laughs> um, and, th- and Sierra does say, she's like, did you do those pairs because the gar- Gargoyle King made you do it? <laughs> Penelope's like, nah, I just wanted some chaos. And much like her daughter, she does not understand what chaos is or what makes chaos. <laughs> she literally just puts some teenagers together. <laughs> which, has, which causes nothing, honestly. So this is the thing. At this point... This is when you could have made the game nefarious and insidious. Yeah. Because you could have given the characters, like, goals to achieve that would have made them act in a cruel way that was contrary to their character. And then they would say, oh, well, I was just acting. I was just playing the game. I didn't actually mean these things yeah. I said. It could have been the kind of thing where it's like you get a secret mission. Like, here's a – and there's games that do that, usually yeah. not in terrible ways. But it's like you have a secret mission where it's like you have to get a kiss from this player. You have to tell off this person. You have to do these things. And it would have been a really good thing if it kind you, of like dovetailed into the truth of the characters. Yeah, like, it, Alice would have to reveal that she was pregnant. Yeah. But KJ Appa Andrews was trying to – I, well, I, I, don't I, don't what, I don't know. I, don't know I can't be, think of a but, good. But that would be more of the game is like. The game is manipulating them. Because it's being like, if you want to win, you have to do you have to do this thing to Otherwise get to the next level. Otherwise, you cannot win. And then they have to decide, do I do what's right or do I do what will the game make says. me win? Yeah. Um, Which would have been a good storyline. Yeah, that would have been a lot more cool. Instead, Penelope just got this crazy idea. Hey, go off on a scavenger hunt. <laughs> so off they go. FP and Hermione immediately find the gem. Yeah, they find a gargoyle on top of a vending machine, and then somehow Penelope got a diamond. I mean, a, a huge diamond. A huge diamond into the vending machine. And they shake that vending machine back and forth, and they get that diamond immediately. Now, I once again had the question how does Alice know any of this happened? Yeah, she wasn't there. She wasn't there. But then, because Alice is telling the story. FP and Hermione get all sexy. <laughs> because that feels like something that Alice would be like, they were alone, which means they were kissing each other. That's the same thing that Betty does, though, when, when um... <laughs> when Archie and Veronica go into the closet yeah, together. Yeah, they're alone. They have to be kissing each other. So, uh, we'll just leave it there for now. <laughs> I will say... <laughs> and then... Because then, that leads into... Where we see Alice, see Alice and 
Um, K.J. Apa Andrews. Andrews together. And I don't know the sequence of events. I, I cannot remember them for the life of me. They're in the library. <laughs> Talking about stuff. And he's worried because she seems sick. Oh, yeah. He's like, you seem, I mean, he doesn't say it, but he's like, oh, you seem very pregnant. <laughs> and she almost tells him. But then instead, she's like, tell me your secrets. And he's like, oh, my dad. My dad's real sick. He's a real sick guy. My dad. Whew. I love my dad, I feel but he's like, real sick. I feel like this young Luke Perry is the kind of guy that would ask very invasive questions about someone's health. <laughs> yes. He feels like someone would be like, are you, are, like if you learned she was, pre- she was pregnant, he'd be like, all right, now are you feeling any sort of vaginal disturbances? And then he would demand that he would have to carry her everywhere. <laughs> Clearly, you, mu- you must be protected. You are too fragile. You're like a baby bird. Look at I, those arms. I will carry you. I will protect you from the rigors of pregnancy. I am just a strong man with brown hair. <laughs> not like when I have red hair. That's a different man. I am also a man, not a robot. But I can make a robot. <gasps> a robot who could carry pregnant women and keep them safe. I will create a robot. To carry pregnant women. They, my robot will keep these women safe in a way that I could not. And then somehow that leads to them kissing each other. And then Alice, (laughs) to explain it to her daughter, who she's being very open to, is like, look, we we were young, attractive, in the same room. That's just what happens. In and in Riverdale, it does, and that's where Betty. That explains so much about, about how f- Betty functions in the world. In the first episode, I was like, "Why would she do that?" Oh, because her mom is like, "Oh, if two young and attractive people are in the same room, they will kiss each other." Though I will say, in this version of the story, when Hermione and FP are alone together, Hermione pushes FP away and is like, "No." No kissing for you, for I am a good friend. You were going to try to kiss me. But I was role-playing. Yeah, it's not very clear that they were role-playing anymore. That sound, like, neither of them were playing them. a character. Now, to be fair, I said that Hermione did it. It's possible that FP pushes Hermione away. No, no, I don't she, actually remember. No, she shoves him because he goes, what are you doing? Oh, that's I, right. Because she, like, palms his chest. Like, she hits him in the sternum. And that's all Alice telling the story. Yeah. So, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. What are you drinking tonight? Well, Kevin, I looked up what title this episode was before I came here, <laughs> and I saw it was The Midnight Club, and I knew the characters played their own parents, and I thought, <laughs> Diet Coke won't do it tonight, my friend. <laughs> Not today, Satan. Not today. So I went, and I bought a Canadian bottle of wine that cost less than $10, so you can imagine the quality of that bottle of wine. <laughs> it was the wine o'clock Shiraz. Ooh. It's, wine. It's, it's always wine o'clock somewhere. It's always wine o'clock somewhere. And here, it's right now. <laughs> now, I will say I've only had a glass. I'm really nursing the glass because I have to drive home. Yeah. So, one glass. It's a Shiraz. It is what it says it is. <laughs> oh, that's good. It is a wine o'clock Shiraz. Oh, that's nice. Kevin. Yeah. It's been a rough night. Would you like some wine o'clock Shiraz? Unfortunately, I want Eastern time, so wine o'clock's already passed for me. It's two hours in the past. Too unfortunate. You did it wrong. No, wait. Eastern's the other side of the city. It's still still ahead of me. Right? No. No, it'd be behind me. You're right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. You know how time works. I forgot. I forgot how time zones work. Ooh. Ooh. 
So uh, the kids apparently got really into G&G and decided that they needed to keep playing it. All the time. But the only place that they could play it is by breaking into the school. At nighttime. This, this, <laughs> Jerry Peely tries to make it seem like, oh, g and so bad. It really seems like these kids are just Making bad so choices. Dumb. Maybe they love this game. Maybe this is the one place where they feel like they can be themselves because they're true to each other because they know who they are in reality yeah but it, but what they actually have to do is break into the school at midnight <laughs> and then they decide to, to no longer pl- let's be clear to no longer play the game yes they decide <laughs> to no longer use the board or the dice <laughs> and also to wear costumes so now they're just larping they have created their own game Aaron, if i was like hey do you want to play sorry with me and then I came over, and you were just standing in your backyard wearing a costume of, I guess, a little yeah, one of those little pieces. Things. No, Aaron, we're not going to play with the board. That means we're not playing sorry anymore. And it was just you, like, hopping around on your paving stones. <laughs> yeah, I'm not playing the game anymore. That's This is a different game. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. So anyway, they break into the school to LARP. And there's nothing wrong with LARP. <laughs> no, no, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with LARP. But we do see some things. For instance... KJ Appa Andrews and Hermione Lodge are dating. Yeah, it the that last scene where it showed um, KJ Appa Andrews and Alice kissing and uh, FP and um, Hermione, Hermione pushing all, him. The, yeah, like having that thing. That means nothing. We'll never be brought up again. Instead, somehow <laughs> KJ Appa Andrews and Hermione are dating, and FP and Alice have gone together. No explanation. No, and sorry, not gone together. Openly gone together. Yes. Because they're walking through the hall. Their relationship is public. Yeah. With their group of nerd friends. Yes. And and now, once again, they're not playing the game. They're walking through the hallway in costumes with weapons. Real weapons. Metal weapons. That the school had in its costume department. You know what? Sometimes you're doing a play and you just need a kukri. And you know what? It was the 90s. They didn't know what safe stage combat was, I guess. Anyway, so these kids are not playing G and G, and also not really LARPing, just dressed up. And then they hear a noise. <laughs> they go around the corner, and what is it, Aaron? More nerds. More nerds. <laughs> these <laughs> these new nerds. It's Tom Keller, Hiram Lodge, uh, Dilton Doyle, Dad, Daryl Doyle, Daryl Doyle. I hate this family. And. Uh, Oh, who's the, who's Reggie's the dad. Oh, yeah, it's right. It's Reggie's dad. Whose so, name we don't know. Yeah, Reggie. Reggie. It's Reggie. It's Reggie. It's Re- it's first season Reggie. Reggie's an immortal. We don't know, but he is. <laughs> anyway, so. They're like, hey, nerds, what are you doing here? Can you imagine how awesome it would have been if they brought first season Reggie in to play <laughs> Reggie's dad? Reggie's dad. Oh, my God. That would have been so awesome. good. But instead, it's a whole bunch of nerds. And apparently... The new nerds... They got their book... From the restricted section of the library. The Riverdale... The Riverdale High School Library has a restricted section. Because someone watched Harry Potter. And was just like, it's fine. No one will question it. High schools don't tend to have restricted sections. They tend to just take the books out of the Yeah, you can choose if you bring the books in or not. This isn't the Library of Congress. (laughs) This is a high school. Now, I have a question. I have so many questions, Erin. (laughs) The Midnight Society makes sense. Yeah. Why is Daryl, Hiram, (laughs) 
young boy Keller and first season Reggie hanging out. What do these boys have in common? <laughs> Plot. Great. I mean, I guess, I guess uh, Dilton's dad might have been part of the R. Okay, so it yeah. It would make so much more sense if it was Moose's dad. Because then you could say they were all in the RCGA or whatever. I would buy all of those characters being in it. Because we know we know, we Moose's, know Moose's dad, dad is. is. And I can see Tom Keller. Well, we, we know, know Tom, Tom Keller is. So I can see Dilton's dad being, because Dilton's so militant. Yeah. So And then, and then Reggie. And then, well, season no, one, Reggie just needs no, to No, no, I stuff. can see Hiram being in it as well. Like, yeah. I, see, I can see Hiram. Because Hiram's trying to get, like, respect and also figure out military codes. I can see Hiram being forced into it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and I could see Red. I, th- I feel like if you just put Moose Moose in there, I it ties it all together. I could have seen the connection between all of them. Yeah, because season one, Reggie and Moose's dad could be on the team together. Yeah, or the whatever the RCG, whatever, whatever. I can't remember that military. Yeah. Thing yeah. Is. Anyway, anyway, they all decide. Hey, what did you do with it as a Dean? Do you hey these guys are also nerds? Let's all play together. So they all LARP accurate together, and then they all get an invite to. Ascension uh, the Night. Ascension Night. Ooh. Ooh from the Gargoyle King. Ooh. Ooh. So they show up there where it appears that Penelope Blossom has provided popcorn yeah. and fancy pop. She's reading off of a papyrus scroll. But first, Hiram is like, guys, before we get too into this, we better do some pop rocks and coke. Though so we learn that apparently that's drugs. Yeah, the pop so rocks is drugs. I've Completely forgot to write the name of it. It's not Jingle Jangle. But it's the precursor to Jingle It's the precursor to Jingle Jangle. Because apparently what Riverdale likes to do is make make candy drugs. However, Alice is pregnant, so she cannot do that pop rock drug. So she cannot take drugs. I do like when it first happened, I thought, because they were like... I literally thought it was just Pop Rocks and Coke. Yeah, because Hiram was like, oh, you know what? We should make this a little more serious. And then he takes some Pop Rocks and drinks some Coke. I would be like, like, yeah, that's right. Look how hardcore I am. I just... (laughs) We should all do Pop Rocks. I was like, wait, someone going to die through Pop Rocks and Coke? I'm mixing the two in my stomach. And weirdly enough... I could imagine Riverdale doing that, of being like taking mm-hmm. the stupid urban legend and being like, but what if it's true? What if it's true? Anyway, so as it turns out. Daryl comes up to Penelope and he's like, hey, great job on the Ascension Night setup. And she says, no, no, this was here when I got here. I thought, I thought you did it. And then both of them silently agree to. Let's not tell anyone about this. No one is concerned <laughs> about the fact that some random invited them to the school that night <laughs> and set up snacks for them. Yeah, that would be that would be the number one. I'm leaving this situation for me. I am telling all my friends that hey, some mystery person put out these snacks that we all ate. Yeah, let's go home before we start tripping balls. I mean, they already took their drugs. Is the thing. But when they walked in. Like, when they walked in and saw the well, setup. Well, at that point, Penelope thought it was Dilton, and Dilton thought it was Penelope. And they right. all thought it was Dilton or Penelope. Really, but, like, as at soon this as... point, they should be running up being like, guys! Yeah! Stranger all, danger! All they had to do was put this scene at the end. There's a There literally is a scene where they're all sitting, we're, we're going to get there eventually, but where they're all sitting around and pop tates, and they mention this again. That should have been the scene where this was revealed. Instead, they revealed it at the beginning of the night. And then we're just like, Where there's hey, so many chances to pull the ripcord. Alice could have... Shut it down. She's sober. No, but o- only Dilton and Penelope heard, and neither of them decide to tell anyone. Even with their high estate, they didn't reveal their secret. No, they never told... No, because... It's mean, so dumb. It's so dumb. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, let's also be very clear. 
It's not Griffins and Gargoyles. All these kids are on drugs and then LARP. So they do first, first on their jug, All right. drug trip, they put on a concert. There's a concert from the Fred Heads. Which is, as you remember, Fred Andrews' band. Yeah, which is Fred Andrews. Is Oh, man, it's so fortunate all these people weren't friends before but are friends now. I guess this band, this band has been around for about four weeks. And will only be around for four weeks. Hey, enough to get a drum kit made. So yep. you have uh, uh, KJ Apa Andrews. You have Luke Perry. Sorry. You have KJ Apa Andrews. You have FP. And FP is wearing the classic Jughead crown because yep. he's a king, I guess, in his LARP costume. He's a dead eye. We also see Hermione Lodge. We see Alice Cooper or Alice Smith. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She's playing guitar and or um, piano, and then Sierra is singing. Sierra is singing. So these people all started to band together after their D and D group. So cool. Everyone else is drunk and hopping around and loving just it. Just having just on so many drugs, just and loving this concert. They're going to keep on being like it was Griffins and gargoyles. It was so evil. It doesn't do with the fact that you all took a bunch of drugs. And Alice keeps looking around, being like. My drugged up friends are real drugged up. And we get the the moment where, like, Alice Cooper in the future is explaining, like, at this moment, I, I, I saw that what this game was doing to us was making us all... It brought out our dark doppelgangers. Like, no! That is the drugs you just took! The drugs did it, Alice! You just took a bunch of drugs! Because guess what, Alice? In this story... You don't have a dark doppelganger because you didn't take any drugs. Yeah, you didn't see the through line between the fact that you did not take drugs and they did take drugs. But you're like, ah, oh, clearly it's the video. It's not clearly it's the game. Now at this point, no one is playing a game. No, you no, know, nope. They're also not even larping. They're, they're just, just in costumes doing drugs, just hopping around, being excited. Mm, yeah. But Alice is pregnant and she has to throw up. Yeah. So she goes to the school bathroom. And she was so focused on being pregnant, she missed the fact that the walls have been laden with a phrase. They are all covered with the phrase that says, flip for your fate. Yeah, first she turns around and sees on a mirror and it says... I'll be very clear. Earlier we see Josie writing Writing on on the the mirror in a very similar lipstick. Mm -hmm. So maybe McCoy's a murderer. I mean, that's where this is going. Could be anyone. I don't know. Anyway, um... She looks at the chalices, then she almost drinks one, then she thinks, wait! Hold on. Hmm. <laughs> I'm, gonna she... leave, I'm gonna leave this situation. <laughs> and then she looks about and realizes everywhere says flip for your, yeah. for your fate. This took a long time. And she's like, oh no. And then she leaves, she sees more people on drugs, and then she turns around the corner... And it's all stick hands. Our good friend, the Gargoyle King, with his teeny tiny hands. And he does the only thing he can do, which is turn slowly and, and reach. open his arms. <laughs> open up his teeny tiny hands. And she's like, oh, that man's hands are so tiny. <laughs> that man's got sticks for hands. I can't be here anymore. So as she tries to leave, Anthony Michael Hall arrives because... They did a concert at the school. I assume someone called him. And are doing a rave. So, of course, he arrives. And she's like, yikes, not getting caught in this. Maybe if I told him, maybe if I stopped him, I could have changed this. Instead, I left. I'm like, well, so you know nothing. (laughs) 
So you gave us no information whatsoever other than all your friends did drugs and you did no drug. And then she tried to get get hold of them and she couldn't get hold of them. And the next day she went to school. And no one was there. Principal Featherhead wasn't there. She tried to talk to her friend. She tried to talk to the principal. Nothing. And then she goes, then she goes out and Hermione sees her and Hermione's like, you didn't hear. FP was supposed to tell you. He's like, tell me what? Turns out what happened is that KJ Yappa's dad died while they're doing their drug rave party. And he is a very, very sick man. Oh, and also, uh, sorry, just off to the side. Uh, Principal Fairweather's missing. Yeah. They, that, I feel like that should be the main thing that we should be worried about. It's very sad that KJ Yappa, Andrew's dad, died. Don't get me wrong, but like... He was sick. The, the death of the sick guy in the past versus the death mysterious disappearance of the principal i feel like alice saw at the school she knows the last place he was yeah, seen I was feel, the school and i feel like that is more like relevant to the relevant story to the story but they but like even so they go from there to pop tates where i just had they just had the funeral and they're still like man man i'm fred i am so sad that your dad's dead also uh miss principal fairweather's missing um but it's so no but i should have been there with him instead of, i was high and i was larping <laughs> <laughs> so bad so bad clearly this is that game's fault it's like nobody the pop rock drugs you did and then Penelope immediately goes like, we can't tell anyone. I'm like, you didn't see anything. And Alice is like, but when I left, Principal Featherhead was there. He was there. And, then, and they're like, maybe it was you. And this is the part where, like, and, you know, me and Dilton were talking and neither one of us set up that. I feel like this should be where that was revealed. I feel like Penelope should have been like, 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 like Dilton, like, you know, you set up this thing. And Dilton's like, no, I didn't set it up. I thought you set it up. This should have been the reveal. But instead, they're just like, hmm, real weird that he's missing. <laughs> Boy, this sure is strange. Then we skip forward a week at school, where the school is filled with flies and a bad smell. Turns out no one has opened the one door that you know, I feel like... The mop closet that Jughead lived in. <laughs> yeah. No one's gone in there for a week. Anyway, no no surprise there. That's where uh, Principal Featherhead is, and he has blue stains on his lips. So Alice calls... Also, this thing's carved in the door. Yeah. Yeah. So Alice calls another friend meeting, and she's like, <laughs> guys, A, I wasn't high and I saw Principal Featherhead. <laughs> B, when I was in the bathroom, there were chalices with blue lip, blue liquid in them. Someone did a murder. He's like, so, so when I do this, and they're like, no, we can't tell anyone about this. And she's like, I think we have to. Someone's doing murders. No, no, we can't. And the premise apparently being that one of them murdered someone, and they can't tell anyone that. Never. Also, Principal Featherweather, Weather, Feather Weather, whatever his name is, he's an idiot. Because he, he found a blue chalice in the women's washroom yeah. that said, flip for your fate. <laughs> he drank it. He was like, oh, man, all this detecting <laughs> makes me so thirsty. <laughs> mysterious blue liquid. Because that's the, the thing we end with is like, oh, man, he was just a uh, unfortunate casualty. They meant to kill one of us. Which means <laughs> Which is even worse, which is why you should go to the police, you dum-dums. <laughs> Principal. The principal walked into a bathroom in the middle of the night, saw two cups with blue liquid in them, and was like, I should drink one of these. And 
Now, it's worse if you think that he walked to the women's washroom. <laughs> I assume the same setup was also in the men's washroom. We have no idea. We have no idea. All we can do is face off of him is that he was like, where are all these kids in here? I better check the women's washroom. Oh, what's this? Well, I am quite parched, I must say. Searching is thirsty business. <laughs> I'm going to throw up. Oh, it's my God. So and then he put, no, well, I guess the murderer put him into the closet. No, clearly or he, the murderer put or him Or he was like, mm, and then carved the thing feeling kind of weird. Better go into this closet. So the secret these kids are keeping is that someone is a murderer. One of their friends murdered someone. Because that's, that's what they all land on, is that, which means when they call that meeting of adults, when they're like, uh, we couldn't tell anyone about this. Number one, they're missing a few people. Uh, Daryl's not there. <laughs> Daryl's not there. Dad Reggie's not there. Nope. I um, guess that's it. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, those two, unless they're dead already. Uh, Significant. But but they're like, hey, remember how one of us is a murderer? We must keep this secret to protect that murderer still. Can't tell who, who the murderer is. Who tried to is. kill one of us. And has also killed some children. Yeah. Well, unless if these parents... These supposedly rational parents do, with all of their heart, believe the game is magic. And I just cannot believe Luke Perry Andrews believing that. I can't believe FP believing that. I can't even believe Hermione believing that. I can believe Hiram believing that. And Alice. And Alice. I can believe that. I can't believe Mayor McCoy. Well, no. former Mayor McCoy. I or Sheriff believe- Keller. I, I mean, I am on the feds about whether or not Sheriff Keller would believe. Well, clearly it was magic. When I was the sheriff, I tried to investigate who did this murder and I couldn't find it. <laughs> I tried to investigate magic and I could never find magic. But I swear on my life that I will discover magic and I will bring it to justice. Or do they all think that Reggie's dad did it, which is why they didn't invite him. Or Dilton's dad. Oh, he murdered his boy. son is dead. They didn't invite him to the meeting of we can't tell anyone. Which means Dilton's dad could go rogue. Dilton's dad could go to that real police. (laughs) Or to Betty and be like, let me tell you a secret. (laughs) Look, I was on so many drugs when we LARPed. I don't know what happened, but... Them drugs. So all of these idiot kids decide that what they're going to do is... Each take a different piece of the game. (laughs) And spread it to the wind. Mostly with fire. And throwing in the lake, or the river. But also a little bit with hiding the chalices (laughs) in the trophy closet. Also with a little bit of fun. (laughs) Because... No one will ever know, I guess. <laughs> I want them to be like, I'll burn the player's handbook. I'll throw the game board into the lake. I'll hide the chalices in the trophy case. Why? <laughs> do you remember who hides the chalices? I do not remember. I really hope it's Hermione, because it seems like a real Hermione level of like... <laughs> yeah, almost like, like a, it almost feels like a Penelope thing. I'll do a modicum of effort. <laughs> I don't really want to deal with this. <sighs> So, so, I, so is the idea supposed to be that with Riverdale every single season we're going to learn which parent is a murderer? Maybe. Because re- so real, far. Because really, if they really want to focus on, oh, it was one of these kids, I still think it's Edgar Evernever. I think he's going to reveal that, oh, he was at the school. He and... was so jealous that he couldn't be a part of their nerd game that he made a murder game. I actually think like what a cool thing would be is like his, it was his dad's uh, part of their cult. Because I feel like it has to be part of the cult, and it was a cult, it was a game that the cult played. 
and then when the kids played he's like oh well i gotta give them the cult thing but then they corrupted it with their drugs and he was like "Mm, (laughs) screw you guys how dare you take drugs during this very serious cult game you know how i feel about drugs (laughs) my daughter told you last episode you don't smoke pot and play D &D. never this is a serious game for serious people No drugs allowed. No drugs allowed in Dungeons and Dragons. So, because of the game, (laughs) I guess, all the characters switched from who they were to who they are now. Which doesn't make any sense. So, let's go through the ramifications of this game. Okay. Hermione decides that I will date that (laughs) criminal boy. And he gives her a pearl necklace. And she says, where did this come from? And he says... Don't worry about it. I think what they say is that Hermione decides that it's okay to compromise her beliefs. Okay? Okay. Um, uh, um, KJ Appa Andrews sells his guitar. Which is weird because he's a drummer. <laughs> and he takes over his father's business. Which makes feel like that has less to do with... The gr- game? And more to do with the fact that his dad died. And someone had and to... And someone has to. Because I guess he doesn't have a mom. Yeah. So, it, yeah, he has to take over that business. Yeah, so that seems less of a game thing. Um, I mean, I see where his guilt comes in because he wasn't there. Which, you know what? That's fair. Yeah. You did drugs instead of being with your dad when he died. That that would mess up. Yeah, that would up. mess someone up. Um, um, young boy Keller. <laughs> and uh, young lady Sierra. Break up. <laughs> because of... I don't Reasons. know. Maybe when we're older, we can try again after we've both married someone else. He joins the army club that we can't remember the name he of. He already was a member of that. But I he think. wears his uniform. He does wear his uniform because he, mm, I don't know. I can't remember. And Sierra now has straight hair because <laughs> yeah, now she's serious. Yeah, I don't know why that No, Now she's going to be a lawyer. Um, I don't know. <laughs> FP decides it's time to be a. No longer a sport boy. No, now he's a, now he's a serpent, which you are your entire life. And then he drinks a beer. Okay. Okay. And meanwhile, in the opposite direction, <laughs> Penelope Blossom has decided she will no longer oh, be sorry, a victim. Sorry, I was going to do someone else. Oh no! Go. Um, do in, hers in the first. opposite direction, uh, Alice decides that she's going to be a good girl, a sexy good girl who's very pretty. Yeah, who who asks out Hal, and in the end of that, I thought she was a serpent. Yeah, she at, was. But not at the same time that FP was a serpent. Yeah, because she wore her serpent jacket. Yeah, but apparently they like ships in the night. They just passed. As she was a serpent, which FP is the leader of the serpents. Well, I guess FP's dad was the leader of the serpents. Then when he died from beer, <laughs> FP became the leader at 17. <laughs> which is what they do. Yeah. But I like that they actually were never serpents together. Kind of sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of, as I said, kind of weird with the timeline with what we thought happened. But, I mean, this is just what we thought. It's, it's only fine. New. It's okay. Um, Penelope decides to marry her brother. <laughs> She's like, I'm no longer going to be a victim. Now I'm the leader. Jason, I have to stay at four. Jason. It, it's played by the, the – young Clifford is played by J- the guy who plays Jason Blossom. Clifford, I have to stay at Thornhill forever. So <laughs> sex now. Because it's safer. And I'm like, how did any of you <laughs> land of this on happen? this? The, how <laughs> the only one that makes sense is KJ Appa Andrews. Which has nothing to do with the game. It had everything to do with the fact that his dad died. And 
Everyone else is like, God, clearly I have to change everything about myself in a hundred different directions. I have to change my ways because... in uh, But no no one goes the same direction. It's like they all subconsciously like, and then we'll all change our ways. Yes, we will. And then they all made different decisions. When they met back up, they're like, oh, man, we all chose oh, no. way different things. We should have changed in the same way. That also means that um, Hermione did not leave, did not dump... Fred um, for Hiram. Yeah, why? Well, I mean, she kind of did. She, she didn't. She did not dump the poor kid for the rich boy. No, apparently she had some sort of secret murder guilt that made her be like, "Ah, well, clearly I should be a mafia wife." I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Aaron. I don't know. I don't understand any of this. You know who else doesn't get an end of storyline? <laughs> yeah, we cut to Betty, and Betty's like, "What?" None of that makes sense. And her mom was like, that's what happened. He died by suspicious circumstances. And what you should know is that Griffins and Gargoyles is a game that makes you want to kill people. And Betty's like, I mean, if that's true, everyone I know is playing it. (laughs) And also, what? Mom. What? The drugs did that. The drugs, mom. Someone took a whole bunch of drugs, mom. If the game didn't magically make someone do that. And then Alice says, Betty, just beware. The more you talk about it, the more you think about it, the worse the game makes you. The more power you give it. I'm like, oh my god, this isn't Satan. And Betty's like, okay, well, I guess I better go do some detecting. Thanks for this conversation. Now she does take a moment where she goes to a classroom, which she had to have been in before, and sees all of her parents, all of her mom, and her, like... All of the initials are on the windowsill. She's like, oh. I kind of want a moment where she's like, that's what this means. I was always wondering. I was curious why all of these... These initials of all my friends' parents were here. But I didn't understand why it said KJAA. <laughs> it was, yeah, who's KJAA? Huh. Huh. Strange. His name is now Luke Perry Andrews. No, strange. LPA. <laughs> How did his name change as he grew up? I should have asked my mom that. Mm, but instead I asked her a question where she turns out she knew nothing. Maybe I need to go ask Luke Perry Andrews, I don't know. But it says what she does is she goes to the trophy case. And she takes those chalices. <laughs> yeah, it turns out we sort of spoiled it earlier. Yeah, though she breaks in the trophy case and that's where those chalices have been hiding. And she goes, in plain sight the whole time. It's like, what? 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 You're, Why? Te- you're telling me that in these, in like the 20 years, no school official was like, what the hell are what these? What the hell are these? <laughs> <laughs> Why are these griffins and gargoyles drawn on these chalices? What are these things doing here? Let's, these aren't trophies. Throw them out. Only trophies go in the trophy case. Because they put trophies in there. We Every know, year. We know that they do. They have to look at it. They're not just like, I don't know what those are. I don't worry about them. And people have looked at this before. Remember when they were looking at uh, Hiram's wrestling trophies? <laughs> yeah. They're like, ah, man, Hiram was sure was a wrestler. What are those? I don't know. Don't worry about them. <laughs> we'll deal with those next season. I mean, next year. <laughs> Seems like a later thing. And then she goes to Jughead and the 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 bunker in the woods and it turns out all of her nerd friends i mean her serpent friends i mean her nerd friends well reggie's there aaron is he yeah yeah it's, why is he there it's a it's a real hodgepodge of people aaron and they're playing g and g oh and jughead's like 
Betty, I'm already level three. I figured it out. I'm gonna meet the Gargoyle King. I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat him. Which, to be fair, I can imagine that Jughead has maybe not slept for like a week, just yeah. being like, huh, "How am I gonna stop the murders? How am I gonna stop? The only way to stop the murders is to go in. I'll, I'll play the game. Like, uh, I'll go undercover. We have no proof as to how this game murders people. The only thing we got is they played a game and someone tried to murder one of them. When we, they did drugs. Yeah, we have no... We have learned nothing what the game does to anyone. It doesn't do anything to anyone. No, but someone took advantage of the fact they were playing the game and liked the game. Yeah. And drew them into a nefarious situation. They could have They could have literally been playing Monopoly. But if someone was like, oh, these kids like Monopoly, I'm going to set up a Monopoly tournament and then do a murder. Ah, yeah, it's time for the ascension in Monopoly. It, uh. And it could have been anything. They could have been like, hey, these kids like the Breakfast Club. What if I put on a Breakfast Club themed party? Oh, yeah, once again, the Breakfast Club thing was dropped. Yeah, oh, completely. I mean, I mean, it's brought back a little bit later when, I mean, no, it's not. It's in, I mean, it kind of when is. When they all become something else. Yeah. But that's not really how the Breakfast Club ends. And the Breakfast Club doesn't end with them being like, we must... <laughs> We must never speak of this murder. No. And and, and it, it ends with them them being like, and then we never talk to each other again. Whereas the Breakfast Club ends with them being like, hey, we've become better because we knew each other. Yeah. We'll say hi to each other at school on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. May, maybe we like we won't be, you know, friends, but we understand each other. That's we've not what We've learned happened. from each other. That's not what we've happened learned here. and grew. So as we said, it gives us a good hard 15 minutes of Breakfast Club and then ignore, then decides, no, okay, that, that's enough of that. <laughs> Let's move on. They even gave us like a 90s, like, oh, Riverdale 90s. But it wasn't. But then it really wasn't. There was nothing really that separate, like, gave us like a heart. I mean, if they went to Blockbuster, it would have been, ooh. I love how that is the touch point to let you know it's the 90s if there's a Blockbuster. It's true. They do with that Captain Marvel, because that Captain Marvel takes place in the 90s, <laughs> and she falls into a Blockbuster. Even though Blockbuster was really there until like 2000 and 10, I went to a Blockbuster when I was at Queens, actually. Yeah, and... And they wouldn't give me a card because I didn't have, like, a piece of mail. And I was like, yeah. guys, I'm a student. Just give me the Blockbuster card. I just want to rent Can't Hardly Wait. <laughs> I know it's an old movie, but I just want to watch it again. So, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. Did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where Logic got stuck in a flashback and got dressed in the outfit of its own parent drama? <laughs> I did. Yeah. What, what, what was your moment? In an episode that was only CW moments. Yeah, I'm willing to, to, to accept that we might not be able to pick one for this one. The moment I have decided to choose, because I just drew it out of a hat. Yeah was the fact they decided to do a concert at the school. <laughs> yeah, for their ascension party. They did a concert for the band they created, let's say, a week ago. And it was very good. Mm-hmm. And they did not play a song I knew, which means it was an original hit. Yeah. Unless if it wasn't, I don't know. I don't know all the songs. They had some good drugs. <laughs> they had some real good drugs. Maybe I need some of those drugs because we're doing NaNoWriMo and I need to write a lot of words. Those drugs also literally came in Pizza Pop, like not Pizza Pop, 
um, pop, pop rock packages because he ripped it open. Yeah, I mean, like uh, the, the thing about the jingle jangle is that that comes in sure pixie stick, but things. like big long pixie sticks, yeah, like, unique pixie sticks. Yeah, and also that's not a very novel thing. These things look like pop rocks. <laughs> And, like, you could take those drugs anywhere. No one would know. They're just Pop Rocks. <laughs> once, again, once again, also, it's, like, ingestible heroin. You know it is. I know. It's the, it's the original Sugar Man was handing that out. But I want them Pop Rocks drugs. I guess that makes sense why he's the Sugar Man. He hides all of his drugs as candy. Seemed like a dumb name. Turns out it's an okay Turns name. Turns out it makes sense. Thanks, Riverdale. You <sighs> hid logic inside drama. No, you stumble upon logic inside drama. You're you're getting real deep in there, and you're just like, what is this? How did Wait, this get in here? This is good? This is from a completely different era. This makes sense? It's like when they find, like, a layer of Earth, and they're like, this is somehow this thousands of years different from this one. They're like, how did this get here? Kevin? Yeah? Did you find a CW moment? I don't know, Aaron. This entire episode was so strange and weird it was so much decided on it feel like this it feels like this episode was decided on instinct like someone wrote it and just refused to do a second draft that is a completely what it feels like yeah if it feels like they're just like all right just say the first thing comes to your head there's no wrong answers no wrong answers would it be cool if yeah what did we start with the breakfast club thing yeah let's literally do breakfast club thousand word or essay things of this what if they play a game where they have to tell each other their uh their deepest secrets breakfast club did that that'd be really good what's the game no they just tell each other secrets and say it's a game i don't know i don't we already had come up with one game we can't come up with a second game we'll come up with a game later like someone will think of a game they played at a oh my god do you know what they should have done they should have had the game be them drawing cards and answering questions on the cards. It could have been a part of Griffins and Gargoyles. Well, no, it didn't have to be part of Griffins and Gargoyles. It could have thematically linked to the fact that these people are playing a game of drawing cards and, like, letting out their deepest secrets. And then they later play Griffins and Gargoyles, a game where they draw cards and reveal their deepest secrets. Yeah. That would have been better. It would have been nice if they had somehow shown us how the game compels developing minds. To reveal the darker sides of themselves. It really sounds like, once again, it's just Dean. Anyway. They just my, said words. My moment is going to be the fact, is going to be the flip the. Ah, uh, yes. The flip fact for your all fate. over the walls. But she didn't notice because she was pregnant. <laughs> she noticed the one and it was like, oh, there's a lot of this. Oh, no. And Some of them that, were even on the same mirror she was already looking at. Yeah, and that'll chain, that will chain to um, the fact that Principal Featherhead, <laughs> unless if they they change it later that he was forced to do it, that he just willingly drank some sort of liquid he found in a bathroom, <laughs> some sort of blue blue toilet like liquid he found in a cup in a bathroom. This show would be so much better if there was magic. What what if the what is this some sort of drug? Well, I better drink it all to test. <laughs> That's the only way to tell. If you drink some of it, you won't know. But you got to drink all of it. If you drink all of it, you know what it'll do. Did he walk in? He's like, oh, by the rules of Gurfits and Gargoyles, a game that I don't know, I have to drink one of these. I guess I'll flip. I guess I'll flip a coin. I don't know which one stands for which, but... I'm standing in this women's bathroom. Seems like the nice thing to do. I'm compelled to listen to the rules of the women's washroom. I'll flip... Oh, this is what it's like in the women's washroom. It's creepy. Not what I expected. So here, so um, what I will say is that if it is revealed that it is uh, Sierra McCoy, I will be 
impressed that they decided that they they clued it out by having her drawing on the mirror with her lipstick then later she saw flip the coin with the, on the lipstick mm. i will also be horribly confused because yeah. that makes no sense if i'm gonna make a guess i'm gonna guess it's daryl doily i'm gonna say it's edgar Evernever. that's a better guess he makes the most sense. We haven't met him yet. Once again, they really set up a clue making you feel like it might be Sierra. And they could do the Hal route where it's like, yes, all these things you didn't know were actually true. Ooh. Ooh. Which means every season, one by one, has to be revealing that these parents are all murderers. And the only ones left standing <laughs> are <laughs> FP and Luke Perry Andrews. Well, we know that FP, like, well, I guess, I guess, Stanley, and we know Alice is a murderer, to be fair. Yeah. She did kill that boy. But no, no. no this just is that man. She killed that man. FP and Luke Perry will be left, and then they will raise these children together <laughs> as a platonic loving couple. <laughs> Wait, now hold on. Every one of you murdered someone. And we know Hiram is as well. Hiram it's definitely true. killed people. Hermione also might have killed people. Unclear. Unclear. Sometimes she's in the mafia, sometimes she's not. Yeah, it depends on the episode. So, yeah, yeah. Every And we know Penelope's definitely willing to kill someone. And Sheriff tr- Keller has also done a murder. Yeah, but his... In the line of duty. His is a little bit different. I still think that he did not have to shoot that man in the back. But he, um, he was just protecting some children. But that's, that's different from, like, every other murder. So, yeah, all these parents are murderers. Except for Luke Perry Andrews. <laughs> and FP was just around murder sometimes. <laughs> he was just near the murder. I'm always near so many murders. This is really unfortunate. We need to wrap up this episode because we will just keep ragging on this show. By the way, lover loser, it. Oh, it is it. I told you it was a small child. Yeah. Yeah. Right, because it's, it's a loser, so he changes it to lover. Yeah. Right. I, 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 well, I was also really confused because I'm like, it's not actually a teen, it's not actually a um like teen drama or teen movie. It is a it's something. It was something wrong. It was it, I knew it was something horror y. Yeah, well, I mean that that's that's why I also like um when I when I was thinking of it when I was you know thinking of it I was thinking like it can't be like that can't hardly wear anything like that because it it is different and it is weirder than I think it is. Well, I why thought, do they put an it reference in there? Because I was thinking it was Stranger Things and I was like, but that's not right. Stranger Things could in no way be canonical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be weird. <sighs> okay, so, so... Hey, if you liked this... We know you have feelings. You can't not have feelings. So, hey, please tell us those feelings. You can get you can reach us on uh, social media, such as Twitter or Instagram. It's all Podcast MOA. Podcast MOA. That's also our email front part. Yeah. The end part is at gmail.com. So that's Podcast MOA. Podcast MOA at gmail. Dot com. Yeah, and we on and we honestly do love getting emails from from you guys where you either bring up something, <laughs> just you bring up your stuff, and we do appreciate when you teach us things too, because <laughs> sometimes we don't know things. Yeah, like forgetting that the lover loser thing is from it. Uh, just that's, that's, tell us tell, things. Tell your friends about us. Tell us we're honestly exhausted. I know this episode has been pretty long. We but just we didn't this know was, this was quite. White the Riverdale. It could have been anything, and it was this. When will we, uh, d- uh, I don't know, Aaron. Do you have any questions? I can't. I have so many questions, but what do what do they uh, any of them mean? Um, answers to something, maybe this, and maybe more. 
on the next episode of Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? Or something like that. I can't believe none of them freaked out of the, like, they're, Betty was just like, that's incest. But none of them are like, that feels like that there has to be some sort of weird laws against that, right? Yeah, you can't adopt a child to force that child to marry your son. Yeah, like, that has to be illegal. It's probably not illegal, though, because who because would who ever would do that? Do that? <laughs> it's the sort of thing where... <laughs> There's no law against it, technically. <laughs> it's like Star Trek. There is no law to fit your crime. Yeah. <laughs>